Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, hello. Welcome back to this week's episode, guys. We're so excited to be back. I know another little bit of a pause between episodes, but we appreciate you coming back and we're excited to jump into this week's fun little topic. Yes, this week we're going to be talking about getting out in public again. For those of you who have new babies, this is also new to you. Things are opening up again. We're in a pandemic just in case you're listening to this years down the road, <laughs> this is what it was like. We're in a pandemic still, but hopefully we're reaching the end of it. Things are starting to open up. And in the groups that I have been facilitating, for anybody who doesn't know, I am a facilitator for a Mommy Connections group. So it's a group of moms who come together every week and the director's name is Erin and she's fantastic. So if you are in the Ottawa area and you have a new baby, you need to come and join these classes. It's a weekly session where we get together and we talk about things parenting. So I facilitate yes. two of the groups around here, the Canada and the Barhaven one. And it's just great. But I've been hearing so many people that through the through the groups and just on our Facebook page and on our Facebook group and messages that we've been receiving and people that we've been talking to, our families that we're working with, just a lot of people are feeling super anxious about getting back into person with mm -hmm. your baby. And I really feel for you because Going in person is so important, you know, just being able to go out and about is so important for your mental health. And we've kind of been robbed of this during this pandemic. But now that it's opening up, I just feel for you that a lot of people are feeling anxious. So we wanted to come on and do a podcast and hopefully ease some of those anxieties, because the biggest thing that we're hearing is not necessarily even getting out and about with COVID still being around us. It's more so mm -hmm. getting out and about when you haven't been going anywhere and now you're working around your baby's schedule. So when everything was shut down, you got used to the first couple of months of your baby's life, maybe even the last bit of your pregnancy and maybe even the, the first year or so of your baby's life, you got used to not really going very many places. So now that you're thinking about going to mom groups in person or going to meeting up with friends or, at the mall. Exactly. Yeah. It can be nerve wracking to think that you just were able to put your baby to bed and call it a day before. And now you have to work around all this stuff. Like all the things that you have to bring to go in person somewhere and bring yeah, baby, yeah. the meal times and how to navigate all of that. So we do want to let you know that it's normal to be feeling that way right now, because this is another change. It's another pivot that you're now looking at having to become accustomed to. The biggest thing is it is going to take practice to really get used to it and to feel more comfortable with it. So knowing that 
is big because you know that you're not alone. A lot of people are feeling the same way and that practice and doing it once is going to help ease that anxiety a little bit because you're going to get out there and you're going to see that things worked out well. And if things didn't work out well the first time, try it again, because even for your baby who isn't used to this, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to see other faces. It's going to take a little while for them to get used to being in public spaces where it might be a little bit louder at times. So practice. The other biggest tip that we have for this is to start small. If you're feeling anxious about this, maybe make your first outing a small outing where you won't be gone for very long. And that way you can ease yourself into it. We're all about getting ourselves used to things by starting small so that we set ourselves up for success in all of this. So maybe your first outing isn't going to be during your baby's nap time. It's going to be in between your baby's nap time. Yep. And maybe your first outing is not going to be to, you know, a doctor's appointment or something where you need to focus and be on. Again, the more we can practice and take those small steps, the easier it's going to be on us when we need to do it. Um, And the easier it's going to be on our little ones as well. So don't be shy if you get ready and you literally go around the block to the store for 15 minutes and then come back that is a practice trip. That is okay. Uh, You know, some of our families are even having a hard time just leaving the house. So start small. Don't make it a mountain. Just take small little steps to get you to where you want to be. But it's okay if it takes you a couple of weeks. That's okay. It might also help to pack that diaper bag up when your baby is sleeping or maybe the night before you go out so that you have time to think about the things that you need when you're Mm -hmm. gone rather than trying to pack it up at the very last minute, because we all know that that just makes us (laughs) even more flustered when we're trying to get out of the house and then we're packing up diaper bags and thinking about all the things that we need. So if your little one is eating solids and you want to start going places, then go as soon as they wake up so that you can maximize that time of being gone for. That was one of the big things is that, you know, babies have shorter wake windows So parents can sometimes feel, and this is a new feeling for you because you haven't gone out and you haven't practiced it yet, maybe, but parents are feeling like they don't really have a lot of time to get out. So by the time baby wakes up, you feed them, you change their diapers. It's already like 45 minutes later sometimes. (laughs) And then next thing you know, they have to go down for a nap soon. So knowing that it's okay, even if you've worked on sleep, it's okay to go out and about sometimes and mess up that day schedule a little bit. There's a big difference with going out every single day and having all naps on the go than there is with being at home for a lot of the naps and then sometimes throwing that off a little bit and going out for a nap and they fall asleep in the car or they fall asleep in the stroller or in the carrier when you're out and about. So when it comes to things like a birthday party or a doctor's appointment, right? We're taking those little steps that we're going to take beforehand so that we're nice and comfortable leaving the house, getting everybody out, that kind of stuff. But now it's, or I have a mommy class at 10 a.m. And that's kind of right smack in the middle of the first morning nap. Like, how do we, how do we kind of manage that still getting that sleep? Because that's our goal. We still want them to get that sleep. But at the same time, we may have to 
break it up a little bit. We may have to adjust it a little bit. There's a, quite a few different ways that you can manage that schedule, still ensure some sleep. It may, it's not going to be the same kind of sleep like it was in their bedroom in the dark, that kind of stuff, but you're still getting some sleep on board. That's kind of the goal. Again, there's so many different ways. You are going to plan one way and your child's going to do the opposite. So it's good to have a few different plans. But sometimes if a mommy class is at 10, then, you know, sometimes waking your little one up half an hour earlier and putting that first morning nap a little bit earlier, getting them up so that at quarter to 10, you're ready to go quick feed and on your way so you can get to class. I'm in North Bay, so 15 minutes for me to get to some place is kind of normal. So you might need to judge that a little bit more depending on the type of city you live in. But the goal is, is that we're kind of maneuvering the day a little bit to try and add in what we need to do. Exactly. And if your baby has a shorter nap that morning, because you've got to get them up to go, then they have a shorter nap that morning. And that's okay. You can always make up for that the next day by keeping things on track for the next day. Exactly. If, If you're late for your class. That's also okay in most circumstances. I mean, it's different if you have a swimming class that's only an hour long, you don't want to show up super late for it. But with the mommy connections classes that I facilitate, it's all about come when you can. There's no, you know, being late or whatever. So when you can just show up later, if you need to have all of the things packed in the diaper bag for yourself and for baby, just so that you're prepared there but know that there might be a poop explosion when you're about to leave the house and just always roll with that because those types of things happen and (laughs) just know that it's a part of the process. And the more you practice it, the more you're going to become comfortable with it. And at first it might be, you know, Oh my God, there's a poop explosion. And this just threw everything off. And then it's going to get to a point where it's just like, Oh yeah, there's that poop explosion again. Okay. Let's change the diaper, change the clothes and get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, that even if you're getting out and it's only, you're only in class for 15 or 20 minutes, or you're meeting up with girlfriends and you're only there for the last 15, 20 minutes, that 15, 20 minutes is worth it. In all honesty, the, the years that we have had stuck at home, that 15, 20 minutes to connect with other adults to see that you're not alone in this. Cause you're going to sit down and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, guys, I'm so sorry this happened. And they were like, Oh my gosh, I just got here 10 minutes ago because this is what happened to us. And Oh, yesterday, this is what happened to us. So you're going to hear those stories. It's going to make it easier that that fear of the unknown really builds that anxiety when we're trying to get out. And is this going to work? And is this not going to work? And, you know, we really just take those little steps, do what you can, even if it's only 15, 20 minutes, do it, still get out because it's going to be worth it. Yes, exactly. And knowing that if your baby fusses when you're out and about, yes. which was another one of the big things that we heard as well. If your baby fusses when you're out and about, everybody in that room has most likely gone through it at some point. And if they haven't, they may be looking at you, but it's not because they're looking at you thinking, oh my gosh, that baby's crying. It's more like they're looking <laughs> at you in solidarity. Ooh. Or they're like, oh, I wonder how she's doing this. Oh, I like the way she did that. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take note of that. Next time my guy goes off, I'm going to try that, right? We don't know what people are thinking. That's out of our control. And, and it doesn't matter what other people are thinking. The, your inner dialogue and what you're saying to yourself is worse than anything that those other moms or those other people are even thinking. So you really need to take control over I can't control what other people are thinking. It doesn't matter what other people are thinking. 
I'm just going to focus on my little guy. And this is what I have to do. And your baby's going to fuss. And most of those parents and people that are around you are going to be like, yep, remember those days. Mm -hmm. I wonder if she needs some water. I, I remember those days. That was really tough. That is what you're getting is that solidarity. It's not judgment. And if they are judging you, give them a look. I mean, I would do more than that, but their opinion does not matter. Their opinion doesn't matter. Your baby's opinions is the only one that matters. You are working on, they're fussing and you're working on it. Then, then you're doing what you need to be doing. Don't let other people's thoughts derail you or take you away from attending and joining these. Cause again, that's going to be practice. Because your toddlers aren't going to care if you're in public or not. Your toddlers are going to launch themselves and they're going to take those, those upset, have those big upsets and, and meltdowns. Getting used to that fussing now as babies, you're working through it as a new parent. They're working through it as being out and about. This could be really stimulating for them, but you're going to find what's going to work. Just be kind to yourself while you are practicing. I love it. And I love how you said that bit about reframing our thoughts, because that is a huge thing. I've been working a lot with the families that I've been working with on just reframing your thoughts when they come in, because we get that guilt. That's something that we just have all the time. Guilt about this, guilt about (laughs) that, guilt about everything. So we really have to focus on having some of the positive thoughts somewhere around us so that whenever we hear that internal dialogue coming in and saying, you shouldn't be leaving the house or your baby's crying. This is terrible. We can reframe that with babies yep. cry. This is what they do. And I'm doing the best that I can in this moment. And that's all that I can do. Or like that person's looking at me over there, having a thought that comes in that you can push that negative thought out and bring in a positive thought. Like that person may be looking at me in solidarity or I don't care if that person's looking at me, I'm doing the best that I can and their opinion doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. But most of the time, most of the time I can tell you people are looking at you and thinking like, oh gosh, I remember that. Or my baby just had a meltdown five minutes ago and solidarity to you because we've all been there. Here's the thing. And I read this the other day and it was, you wouldn't say it to your best friend. Don't say it to yourself. So if you're stressed out and and anxious and your little one's fussing and you're like, everybody hates me and everybody thinks that I am the worst parent and I can't even get my baby to stop crying and all of these things that are coming through, like Lisa said, if you have visuals, if that works, that you can like have some sentences so that when you're in the moment, you're reframing it. If I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this to Elisa. Why am I saying this to myself? Because I would never say that stuff to Elisa. So if you wouldn't say it to your friend, try not to say it to yourself. It's such a it spirals that inner dialogue gets going we start to spiral out of control and then it prevents us from doing the things that we need to do because getting out of the house is good for your mental health getting out of the house is good for your little one you know these are all whether it's hot cold being outside getting out of the house has so many benefits I mean there's just the benefits are just way too long to even list but you need to know that for your mental health, get out of the house, go and see other people. Even if you're just taking a few walks a day, it's just get out and start being part of it again, because it, those thoughts and that inner dialogue can stop you. And it's going to be hard at first, but we can guarantee you that it's going to get easier and easier as you do it. And as you practice, you're going to learn what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. But 
following some of those tips that we offered in this podcast might help as well, right? And that's what we want to do. We want to offer you that support so that we can help you get through and navigate these various parenting challenges that can come up during this wonderful Mm -hmm. yet very (laughs) taxing sometimes journey. So just do it, go out, start small, ease yourself into it. Know that it's okay to go off of your schedule sometimes with baby one day a week or one outing isn't going to ruin all of the work that you've put into teaching them sleep or working on their sleep. It really isn't. And like Pam mentioned, you can rearrange your schedule a little bit or that day your little one just sleeps on the go and that's okay. They are going to get through it. You will get through it. If it doesn't run smoothly the first time, know that you're not alone in that either, because we've all had to navigate ups and downs when it comes to that. But the more practice you do, the smoother it's going to get. And sometimes you'll be thrown bumps and and (laughs) loops and whatnot, but you will get through them and you will get out there anyways. I mean, if parenting isn't about keeping you on your toes every step of the way, I really don't know what it's about then. Yes. Um, if you do need help beyond this, you know that we have our free 15 minutes to hear more about our coaching programs and how we can help. We have our pick our brain calls. And then of course we have all of our coaching programs and parenting programs. And this is all stuff we can cover if, if these are things that are really uh, causing you to not get out there. This is definitely something that we can chat through and come up with some strategies specifically for you to help you through. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. And we hope that this podcast helps you. Bye guys. See you next week. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.